Hello, and welcome to City Hope Church. Today, Caleb Jones will be preaching on spiritual stains. And it's my pleasure this morning to introduce our preacher for today, our wonderful youth leader. Before we do that, come on, yeah, give him a hand of applause. Before we do that, though, if we can look to the screen for a, a short video. Thank you. Good morning. How many of you remember that ad? 2010 commercial. Um, and I remember it. I loved it. I, every time it came on, I loved watching the, um, the stain disappear in the, in the uh, water. It, it always got me excited. And, um, <laughs> but it's good. Um, you're probably wondering what in the world has that got to do with, with anything and what we're going to talk about, but I, it, will, it will come clear in a minute. Um, Pastor Peter said to me, Caleb, um, are you able to speak this morning and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about? Yeah, so um, <laughs> he rang me last night. He said, Caleb, what, what are you talking about? And um, I said to him, we're talking about stains. And he's, he, he said, what? Um, and I said, like, you know how to get rid of them. And, and, and I like... The, the best way, I, I couldn't explain to him really how, how, what I'm talking about, but I said, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, <laughs> just wait and see, and um, it was good, it was good. Um, but um, I want to start this morning by um, reading what Jesus first spoke when he got up to, to uh, start his ministry, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. He has set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the, of the Lord. The Son, so Jesus Christ, as we all know, the book of Luke uh, says it, and I believe it's other places in the Bible, but he came to seek and save the lost. He came to seek and save the lost. Everyone God has ever used has gone through a dark place. A dark place. Everyone God has ever used has gone through a dark place. Moses spent 40 years in the desert in a dark place. Um, Abraham um, was trying to get the covenant for Israel and he was in the middle of a dark place. And Job, we all know what happened to Job, he lost everything and he was in the middle of a dark place. Whenever you go through a dark place, it does not mean God has left you. And this is, um, I, I've worked this out in my own life. I've worked out, when, the, when I go through dark places in life, um, I've had to learn that God has not left me. And it does not mean God has left, uh, God has left you. It does not mean God is not there or God will not bless you. A dark place. And I wonder this morning, has anyone here, like me, been through dark places in life? A place of, of shame, of guilt, of regret, of hopelessness, a place of pain that lacks joy, a place that is despair, there's no sense of victory. I wonder here this morning, has anyone gone through a dark place? And I thought to myself about how in a dark place, God can use a dark place. And it's often not until you come out of a dark place or a tough season that you look back and you see, oh, that's the reason why I've gone through it. But 
God can use a dark place to grow you, to train you, to um, you know, take you from one level to another level. Um, there was a famous saying, and I think it's a quote, I'm not sure, but there was a saying that, 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 that's out there, and it says, the teacher in the classroom will teach you all week long, from Monday through to Thursday, he will teach you the lesson, but then Friday he will test you, and in that test, he will be quiet. He will go quiet. Because he has teached you, he has, he has taught you all the things you need to learn to get you through the test. And so likewise with God, if you're in a dark place, God has given you everything you need to get through it. If you believe him, trust him, have faith in him, he will deliver you from that dark place. And just as God can use a dark place, the enemy can use a dark place. And I believe with all my heart, there have been people that have gone through dark places where, and have come out and have learnt negative emotions. Jonah, for example, went through a dark place. He spent three days and three nights in a fish. That's a, that's a pretty bad dark place. <laughs> and he was in a dark place. But the last things you ever read, Jonah ever said, he said, I'll be angry until the day I die. He learned anger in a dark place. And the enemy used, just like that guy in the cannon on the video, when Jonah was in that fish, I can see Satan with the cannon shooting a pie of anger at Jonah. And then Jonah now walks around angry. Just as God can use a dark place, the enemy can use a dark place. And this morning, I want to talk to you about stains. Stains. Spiritual stains. And hopefully it'll be an encouraging word, not, not so much a deep, scary word as it's starting out to be. I don't know how it's <laughs> happening, but let's lighten it. So a couple of weeks ago before Christmas, I, I, I think it was a communion thing. I, I got up and I said that I really love shopping. And, and, and it's true, I do. I, I love shopping. Um, I just like, I'm not necessarily buying anything. I just like being in the buzz of the, of the, of the mall, you know, uh, getting a coffee. That's, that's important and going shopping. But there's one, there's one, there's one thing that I love more than shopping is op shopping. Yeah, I love a, I love a good op shop. And I married my wife, Chantelle, and she loves op shops just as much as I do. So I married the right one. And we, we go op shopping often, and, and I love an op shop um, because, you know, the way I, I, I like to, like, I, I am a man, um, and, and, and my manly spin on it is, you know, men like to hunt, you know, with guns and whatever, but I like to hunt with a coffee in a shopping mall, and I'm hunting for a bargain. That's, that's, my, that's my hunt. And when you go to op shop, when you, when you go to an op shop, it is like extreme hunting. You are in the jungle. And, but, I guarantee, but see, when, you are in it, when you're in an op shop, you are, you are able to walk out with like the, you know, just like the jungle when you're hunting for the big prize, the big thing. And, you know, I don't know what they hunt, the, the deer, I don't know, the bunny, the, the golden bunny. So, so, you're, so, you're, so you're, you know, you're in the jungle and you're hunting. And when you walk out, if you, if you get the bunny, you walk out feeling amazing. In fact, I deliberately wore this jacket today as a testament. This cost me $3. Yeah. And I, I walked out feeling on top of the world like I, I was carrying a golden bunny. I tell you, it was an amazing feeling. 
my, my, my gun and you know, ammo is a cup of coffee and that's it. But the reason I tell you this is there was a story once and I was shopping with Chantel and we're in, a, we're in an op shop and, and um, there are conditions though. It has to be a, a, a brand, a, a good brand, a, a, like a knowable brand of the item. It, it, it has to be obviously the right size and look right and it has to be the right price. So there's three conditions and of course I have to love it, okay? Like we all, you know, like you should do with every clothing you buy. But I, 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 I found this shirt and it was on the rack and I thought this is good um, and it, it was the right brand, um, it was the right price and it looked good. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to go try it on. So I went and tried it on and I'm in the, the, the room and I'm trying it on and I didn't even know where Shawnee was, she was out there shopping and um, I'm trying on this long sleeve shirt and I'm thinking, yeah, this is it, this is good. Then all of a sudden I just sort of glanced down under the sleeve and I looked up and there was this huge brown stain. <laughs> and it, like, it gave me the heebie-jeebies and, I, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I quickly took it off because immediately question, I, like, I thought about the previous owner. I thought about what, brown, what's, what's brown? And, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what have, I, what have I put on? So I quickly got it off and, and, I, and I put it back on the, I, I don't even know what I did with it, but, but I, I grabbed Shawnee and I left. And I, when I was preparing this message, I thought about that story. And at the time I wasn't really happy about what I did, but I quickly got out. And I thought about this story, and I've thought about it because it's a, it was a, it was a tr traumatic memory of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about the previous owner of the shirt. I loved that shirt, but it, it wasn't for me. Um, and I thought, I thought about how if God was in that shop and in that moment and had that shirt in his hand... I wonder what his attitude would have been. I wonder what he would have said. I wonder what he would have done. You know, and, and, and I thought about, I wonder what God would have done. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Peter preached um, a message and he had a pot, pan, uh, pot plant, there we go, and he said his, his main scripture for that message was, God is near to the brokenhearted. God is near to the brokenhearted. I thought about three in my opinion, of some, well, yeah, three of the most stained-filled people in the Bible. And I've got some clothes over here on the table. And I thought about, let's start this one. Okay. Three of the most stained-filled people in the Bible. And I wonder, by my expert op shop eye, I can tell that this is a female garment. And it's fairly stained and fairly dirty. But I wonder who previously owned this garment. I wonder who previously wore it. The Bible said that um, Jesus was in the temple and he heard there was a crowd beginning to gather outside and people started to gather. Noise maybe would have picked up and um, things were you know, happening. And all of a sudden the Pharisees came into him and said, Hey, Jesus, there's this woman. We caught her in adultery and she was pulled, pulled out in the very act and 
what, what, what Moses and the law said, let's stone her and kill her, but what do you say? And the Bible said they said this to try and trip him up and make him say something he shouldn't. But what was, what's interesting about the story is Jesus didn't say anything. In fact, what he did was he got down on his knees and he touched the ground. And he stood up and he said, the Bible, he said that if there's anyone here that is without sin, let him throw the first stone. And um, they all eventually left. But then the Bible also said he got down again and he touched dirt again. He said, and I believe in, in, in um, other Gospels, they record that he got down three times. Um, but in, the, in, in John, he said tw twice he got down on his knees. It was multiple times he got down on his knees to touch dirt. And I thought about how this woman who had previously worn uh, this garment would have felt so dirty and so ashamed. Um, she would have felt humiliated, being brought out in the very act. The Bible said she probably was barely clothed, um, but she was brought out, she was humiliated, um, and she was embarrassed probably. She was, uh, you know, people were all around her ready to kill her and stone her. And here she is feeling dirty, ashamed, and staying filled with embarrassment. And I can see in that moment Satan with the cannon. And I wonder throughout her life what Satan shot at her to get her to that moment. But in this moment, I can even see Satan still with the cannon shooting, shooting, God's finished with you. You, 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 you disgust me. And here she is on the ground, humiliated, embarrassed, feeling so ashamed of being caught in what she had done and so dirty and so filthy. And here is the most holiest man alive standing in front of her, the Son of God. And what does he do? He gets down on his knees and he touches the, the ground, the dirt, and he stands up and he does it a second time. It's interesting that he touched dirt, the holiest man alive that, you know, the, he, the Pharisees you know, would have been horror, horrified at that because they were so holy, you know, and they walked around with their noses high and, you know, but here's Jesus touching dirt. And it was like a symbol, a sign, a, 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 an image to this woman who felt so ashamed and so dirty and so filthy. Jesus was sending her an image and a sign to say, I don't mind touching the dirt. I don't mind getting stained, getting dirty for you. It was like he was sending a sign to her, I will touch dirt for you because I love you and I've got a purpose for you. I've got a destiny for you. I've got a future for you. You might think right now that life is finished and, and God's you know, through with you, but I've still got plans for you. I've still got destiny for you. And it's like he was sending a sign to this woman that I will get down and I will touch dirt. And not only did he do it once, but the Bible said he did it multiple times as to say the same image, to, the same symbol to her. It doesn't matter how many times you, get, you, you stuff up or you mess up or you fail. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter how many times you do it. I will still get down and I will still touch dirt because I love you. 
It was like he was saying to this woman who felt so ashamed, I'm going to put stains on my hands and pick up where you're at. You, 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 you feel like dirt. You feel, you, feel, you feel filthy. You feel ashamed. But I'm going to pick you up where you are. Ladies and gentlemen, the God we serve picks up people who feel ashamed. We have to be careful not to become Christians, one chance only Christians. We, we have to be careful not to become people that will, that will turn and, and, and act all snobby at people that mess up and stuff up and look down our long noses. We have to be people that if you go, oh, you stuff up again, here, I'll pick you back up again. I'll lift you back up. I'll be your support. Oh, oh, oh you've messed up on drugs. That's okay. I, I, I will love you and I'll support you. I, I, will, I will get you. One day you'll love Jesus more than those drugs. One day you'll love, you'll love Jesus more than that alcohol. One day you'll love Jesus more than that porn. One day you'll love it, you'll love Jesus and I will support you and I will pick you up once you fall down. The God we serve picks us up when we feel dirty. He is not ashamed to get dirty for you. He is not ashamed to get dirty for me. The most holiest man got dirty for this woman. We serve a God that restores and rebuilds, who makes the old things new, the Bible says. He takes us from the ashes and He seats us amongst royalty. We must be careful not to become one chance only Christians. And C.S. Lewis said a very famous quote that God's job is to judge. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict and our job as human beings is to love. That is our job. We're not here to convict. We're not here to judge. We are here to love. I wonder who owned this shirt. Ooh, yeah. This one's really filthy. When I was preparing for this, I, I used my tires on my car. So my tires look really clean because <laughs> I, I got stained on them. But I wonder who's previously owned this shirt. looks, it smells pretty bad, it looks pretty bad, looks pretty rough, looks pretty tough. The Bible said that, um, that a, a thief, yes, this one belonged to a thief, you can tell. Um, <laughs> a thief, a thief was brought out with him and crucified beside him. On the cross and but we're not really told too much about him we don't really know what happened in his life or where he ended up and why he ended up on the cross but all we do know is whatever he did was uh, his punishment was appropriate to whatever crime he committed he said my deed my deed um, is is okay from for my crucifixion I, I can't remember the exact wording I'm sorry but 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 what he did was enough for him to be crucified. We're not really told about his history. We're not really told about where he grew up or, or, or his, his, his family or anything. But once again, I wonder what, what in his life did, did the enemy shoot at him? What was he walking around with spiritually? What stains did he have on his, 
on him spiritually? Did he have stains of anger? Did he have stains of unforgiveness or bitterness? And maybe, maybe his father walked out on him when he was little and, 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 he's, and he's been angry ever since and that's why he ended up in the wrong crowd and the wrong people and he got mixed up in the wrong, in the wrong situation. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he was seriously bullied at school and, and, and that left a stain on him and, and, now, and now he's walking around and, and he got so stained and he got mixed up in the wrong crowd or whatever it is. We, we don't know, but I wonder what Satan shot at him when he was growing up throughout his life to lead him to the cross. But here he is being crucified beside Jesus, hanging on that cross. And in the last moments of his life, I can see the, the, the fading of black because he's about to pass away and, he, and the world is going dim. And, and all of a sudden, he cries out, remember me. To Jesus and Jesus is 20 what so feet away from him and he says remember me when you go into your kingdom in the last moments of his life so filthy and so stained he cries out and encounters Jesus and says remember me remember me remember me and Jesus replies truly I tell you today you will be with me in paradise, and I wonder what the enemy threw at him when he was growing up to stain him to that point. And the last garment here. I wonder if you owned this garment previously. Once again, I'm by my expert op shop eye, I can see that it was owned by a terrorist. <laughs> a terrorist, a prosecutor, a blasphemer, an injustice, an unbeliever, and he refers to himself later on, he refers to what he did and, 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 and the crimes he committed, he, he refers to himself as the chief of sinners. He was filthy. He had a hunger for blood and Christian innocent blood. He wanted to murder and persecute the Christians. He was a bad, bad, bad man. And he was stained, filled. And yet once you read, he encounters Jesus. He fell to the ground like a dead man, the Bible said, and he heard this voice saying, Saul, why do you prosecute me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are prosecuting. He was stained filled, hungry for innocent blood, prosecuting Christians, killing and ripping apart lives. And yet you read, he encounters Jesus and he is completely changed. And you read, you read the Bible and story after story, you read, you read, you read, you, you, you notice God, Jesus, was attracted to people that was stained. The guy, for example, the blind man who, 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 who was on the side of the road and he was crying out, um, you know, son of David, have mercy on me. He, 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 he 
was blind and he was, he was uh, you know, had disability, but he was hungry and he wanted God and God was attracted to him. God was wanting, you know, wanted to go and you know, talk with him and heal him of, of his disease. God, throughout the Bible, you read and you read and you read and God is always attracted to people with stains. People with stains. And I wonder... If Jesus encountered these people, not, not because or in spite of their stains, not to um, bring you know, this woman out or, or this thief or, or this terrorist out and go, oh, look, look at their stains, they're pathetic. Oh, oh you know, you know he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bring them out. He, he wasn't encountering these people you know, in spite of them, but he was encountering these people because of them. Because he wanted them. He, he loved them so much. He, he, he wanted them so much. And he encountered them because of them. They had failed at being their own saviour. They were helpless and hopeless. And they cried out and he came running for them. He wanted them. He wanted them. He wanted their stains. He wanted them. He wanted to be their saviour. Because he loved them so much. He came running, stopping at nothing. He was beaten and abused and, and torn to pieces and hung on that cross high. And the Bible said that he had no sin, but he became sin on that cross for you and for me. He was a spotless sacrifice, but he became stained with sin. And iniquity, and he took it on on him on himself. He came, and he was attracted to the stains of these people because he wanted them. He wanted them. And two thousand years later, here we sit in an auditorium, and I wonder if we were to put on a spiritual goggles and walk around with spiritual lenses. I wonder today what stains we would see around us. I wonder today what stains throughout your life the enemy has with that cannon shot at you. I wonder what dark places you've gone through in your life and you've walked out with a stain because of it. I wonder if we were to walk around this room with spiritual eyes, I wonder what stains we would see. I wonder what we would see. And I can see God up in heaven right now looking down at his world and at the people in the world. And I can see God in heaven going, why? Why? Why are they getting up in the morning? Why are people getting up in the morning and, 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 and getting dressed and spiritually putting on garments of, of fear? and living and walking in fear. Why are they getting up in the morning and, and putting on garments spiritually of, 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 of depression and living in depression and living in worry and living in fear and anxiety? Why are they putting on garments of, 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 of you know, stain-filled garments of, of bitterness and hatefulness? Why are they putting on this stuff? 
Why are they doing this? Why, why is that woman putting on a, a spiritual stain of ugly when deep down she is so beautiful to me in every single way and I, I curved her and I formed her and she's beautiful to me. Why is she, why is she walking around feeling ugly? I wonder what we would see if we were to put on spiritual eyes this morning. He came to bring life and life abundantly so that we would have life. He didn't didn't mean for us to live in in fear and and depression and anxiety and and, and ugliness and and unlovableness. And he didn't mean for that at all. He, He came so that we would have life and life abundantly. And sometimes I, I now in my, I'm speaking for, for my own circumstances, we have accepted our stains and we just live with them. We just say, oh, they're too tough to get out. My, you know, my mum's best secret can't, can't get this one out. Uh, nappy sand, no, nah, can't do it. And we, and, we, and we live with them and we accept. Like Jonah, I will always be angry to the day I die. We accept our stains. And Jesus became sin on that cross, stained on that cross for you, for me, and for every single person in this world. And I wonder what God would have done in that op shop when I had that shirt and with that big stain on that arm. I wonder what God would have done in that moment. I was disgusted at that shirt. And I wonder what God's attitude would have been. He probably would have said, look, it's the right price. It's the right brand. It's perfect in all its ways. And he would have loved that shirt. And he would have said, oh, there's a stain. And it probably would have, you know, because it freaked me out when I noticed it. Like, it, it, it might have taken him back, but he would have probably said, that's okay. That's okay. I've got it. I've got the solution. I've got the solution. And he probably would have went to Woolworths because this is where this bag is from. And he would have said, it's okay, I've got the solution. 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 And he would have pulled out Dynamo. And can you see it? Jesus, with that woman that felt so dirty, walking around, who felt so humiliated and so dirty, Jesus would have gone up and said, it's okay, spiritually. He would have gone up spiritually. He would have said, it's okay, it's okay. I've got the solution. And he would have taken, he would have taken that garment. He went, he went to that thief on that cross and, he, and he, he felt so ashamed and so guilty and so bad. And, he, you know, you know it, it, was, it was a bad situation for him. And, and Jesus said, it's okay, I've got the solution. And he would have taken, he would have taken that thief. And then he went to this, to this dead man and uh, he, he, he felt like a dead man. So there he is, he's dead on the ground. And Jesus would have gone to him and said, it's okay, it's okay, I've got the solution. I've got it. He would have whispered it just like that because it's more dramatic. I've got it. I've got the solution. It's okay. 
and he would have put them here like this. And he, and he said, it's okay, I've got the solution. See, this dynamo is just a man-made product and me and my wife will enjoy this for this whole week. We will wash our clothes in it because it's a good, blessed, a blessed prop for us. But dynamo, dynamo, dynamo is just an image. It is just, it is just a symbol for this sermon. But what Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, we have our very own stain remover. We have our very own stain remover and it will get rid of the most toughest of stains. It will get rid of the most darkest of stains, the most deepest of stains. It will remove and it beats dynamo. It beats nappy sand. It beats, it beats Ormo. It beats, it beats it all. It beats your mum's best secret. It beats, it, beats, it beats your great aunt's best secret. It beats everything. We have our very own stain remover and it washes white as snow. Oh, yeah. It reaches to the highest of mountains and it flows to the lowest of valleys. It gives you strength from day to day. Mm. And it never, it never, it never, ladies and gentlemen, it never loses its power. We have our very own stain remover, our very own product that will remove the most toughest of stains. It is the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. Oil doesn't stand a chance against the blood of Jesus. Oh no, if you work near deep fryers, there's hope for you. We've got the blood of Jesus. It is, it is the greatest product known to mankind. And it, I feel like telling you this morning, get your stuff together. Pack your bags for this morning. We're getting, we're putting on a washing load. Yeah. Hallelujah. For greater is your latter days than your former days. I've got news for you. Your stains you're wearing today, you will see them no more in Jesus' name. Somebody in here, take a couple of seconds and give him some praise. If you know what I'm saying is the truth, lift him up, praise him for the blood. Oh, it reaches to the toughest of stains this morning. Too long has depression robbed you of a happy life. Amen. Too long has, has fear robbed you and anxiety robbed you and hatefulness robbed you. Too long have you been enduring these stains this morning. It's time to, to walk out brand new. Yes. Hallelujah. Whoa, in First John, the Bible says, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, pure, purifies us of all sin. Yes. For you once were far from and have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. In Him, we have redeemed through His blood the forgiveness of sins according to His riches and grace. And the Bible said, the people overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about this morning. Is we have our very own product and it beats it. It beats the most toughest of stains. Hallelujah. And you might, you might have lived... You might have gone through some dark places and you might have endured some stains in your life. But this morning, we have a product that will remove the most, the most toughest of stains. You might be thinking, no, I will, never, I will never be happy. 
You might be thinking, no, I'll be living. Can I get the musicians back, please? I'll be living, I'll be living with this fear for the rest of my life. You might be thinking, I'll be living with this hatred for the rest of my life. You might be thinking it, but I've got news for you this morning. We have our very own product. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. And it removes it. It removes it. It removes it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for, that, for the price you paid on that cross. 2,000 years ago, you hung high and unashamed and you took on our sin, you took on our stains because you loved us, you wanted us, you wanted relationship with us. You paid the price and you hung high for it. And this morning, Lord Jesus, we come to you and we ask for an encounter. We ask for your presence to touch our lives. And we ask, Lord, that your blood will wash us all clean. You will remove any, any stains that we may have missed, we may, we may not have seen. You will remove them. You will remove the small, tiny ones that sometimes are so deep and so hurtful of what maybe our our family have done to us or our father or our mother or our loved ones have done to us. You'll remove those stains. You'll make us whole again. You'll restore us. You'll fill us afresh. This morning we come to you and we surrender and we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you move on us, you mold us, you shape us. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your blood. We thank you that the power of the enemy has been broken. The power of Satan has been broken. And no matter what he tries to shoot at us, no matter what he tries to throw at us, we thank you. He can grab the oil, the most toughest oil known, and He can throw that at us. He can throw whatever He wants to throw at us. But I thank You, Jesus, that Your blood will defeat Him every single time. And I declare that in Jesus' name. I speak, I speak that over this congregation, that this morning let us be reminded of the power of Your blood and that it reaches from the highest to the lowest. It is as far as the east is to the west. Lord, change us, mold us, shape us, make us fresh again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, we're probably going to sing a couple of, maybe a song or two, song. But if you need prayer for anything, we're going to have our prayer team here down the front. And if you need prayer, maybe, maybe you've got a stain in your life and you, need, you, need, you just need someone to pray for you. We're going to be here and we're going to be ready. And so you come down and we've got the washing machine on. You come down and we'll pray for you. There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. Why don't we stand Thank you, Jesus. 
And if you need prayer, please come down the front and we'll pray for you. We'll stand with you in Jesus' name. Hope you enjoyed that message. Join us next week as Pastor Peter continues his sermon series, The Short History of Everything.